Here at the Ranger Report Podcast, we only represent products we believe in. As you've heard over the past year plus, we've been running our Walton's commercial. I've been using Walton's products for a long time now, and let me tell you, they're some of the best seasonings I've ever used. One of my staples to make at my house are pork chops, and their ultimate pork chop and roast rub has gotten more compliments than anything that I've ever used. For burgers, their better burger seasoning is delicious, and I only use that on my burgers. Again, tons of compliments. They have all kind of seasonings that you can imagine. They have barbecue sauce and the thick kind, not the watery kind at all. If you're into wild game, they have seasons and rubs for that as well. Don't forget their line of sausage casings and all the tools to make your own meat products from sausage and jerky to grinders and more. Walton's really is a one-stop shop for everything but the meat. If you like tips and tricks and videos on how to do a whole lot of things when it comes to cooking, then you should go to www.meatgistics.com. Go to www.waltonsinc.com today and start shopping and tell them the Ranger Report podcast sent you. Walton's, everything but the meat. The Ranger Report, yeah, the Ranger Report. If you want the inside scoop, listen to the Ranger Report. Oh, here we go! This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. And welcome to the Ranger Report Podcast. I am Ben Dieter. You can find me on Twitter at BDieter75. I am CJ Behrman. You can find me at CJB underscore RR on that twit box. And we are joined by the Rangers number six prospect today, Justin Foskey. Justin, how you doing, man? Doing good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, well, pleasure to have you. We're, we're really glad to have you on the show. So uh, anyway, how are you feeling after the first month of the season? Yeah, I feel good. Body feels good. Mind feels good. Um... I think the only thing I can do is just keep going with that. I mean, it's a long season, so uh, you just got to prepare every day. Um, and I think I'm a do- doing a good job so far. And you were saying, uh, you were just saying today, that you had the, uh, you guys had the day game eleven o'clock this morning when you guys played. So, is it r- rough for? I know it's rougher for catchers and pitchers, but like for you guys to get used to a doubleheader and then turn around and playing a day game, what's that? Does that take a toll on you after a while? Yeah, absolutely. My body's hurting right now, to tell you the truth. Um, day games aren't so bad, but like when we played a doubleheader, you know, the doubleheader started at four o'clock. So we played two and then uh, we got to get a quick turnaround and you got to play at 11 a.m. That's a that's a pretty tough task. It's three games and basically 24 hours. So yeah. um, that's always tough. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a lot of work. And it, people like me will probably say, oh, yeah, but you get to play baseball. Then, you know, you, that's what that but. They don't mean you don't get tired. I mean, it's a physically demanding <laughs> yeah. deal. But so, uh, are you a goal setter? And if so, what what are some of your goals that were that, that you set before the season to start? Yeah, I'm a goal setter. Um, I always set goals for myself before the season. Um, obviously, I want to you know produce some, put up numbers. Um, 
but besides the numbers part of it, like just being prepared every single day, taking care of my body. Um, I want to play basically every day. I know they're going to give me some days off here and there, but um, in the big leagues, you know, hopefully I'm that player that plays every day and, um, and stays healthy. So I think my main goal in a upset of the last couple of years is just take care of my body the right way. Um, that'll just give me the best chance to um, perform. Yeah. The best ability is availability, right? You know, I'm sure Absolutely. one of those goals, sure. One of those goals wasn't to start uh, hitless for a while, but <laughs> Hey, you have recovered, you've recovered fantastic. And uh, so what was your focus when, when that was going on and was any teammates giving you a hard time just trying to keep you loose or, you know, how was that? You know, I know mentally it can be a challenge, but obviously, you know, if you just keep doing what you know you, you can do and what you're capable of doing, then, you know, things are, things are going to work out the way they should. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, I, I've struggled in my career before. So, you know, going over 17 or whatever it was, like I wasn't panicking at all. I was still hitting balls hard right at people. Um, and that, and to me, like when I'm at the plate, I can only control so much. So if I'm hitting the ball hard, right at people, like I can't, I can't be upset with that. So, um, the numbers don't like really support that, but baseball, baseball is such a tough game. Like the numbers don't say everything. Yeah. Um, so, um, last year in June, I think I went like one for 25 or something like that. And like, that was like for the, like for the first time in my career where I like in a month was like, dang, like I. I'm really going through it right now and I got out of it and I finished strong. Um, so I've been there before and I think it's important that I was, that I've been there before. And, um, I think every player is going to go through something like that in their career. Um, and it's just about how you respond to it. And and this game, this game will tear you down very quickly. So I think it's about how you respond to stuff like that and, uh, responding to adversity. Damn the Madden balls. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what does the off season look like for you, Justin? What did you do this last off season? Do you travel? Do you go home? Do you stay around the complex? And I know, I know they have you probably on some sort of workout routine, but sort of what does an off season look like for you? Yeah. So since I've been drafted, no off season has been really like simple. Um, but this one was probably the most like, so I got married in October. So right after the season, I got married. Me and my wife moved out to um, Arizona, and I specifically did that just to get in warm weather, um, put myself in a good position to train in the right atmosphere. So I trained at the um, spring training complex all off season, and that was great for me. Um, me and her went on a honeymoon. So like th- this off season, we were doing a lot of stuff, but I was mainly in uh, Arizona besides all that and was training basically from middle of November to when spring training started. So um, I think that's what I'm going to do this off season too, is just stay in Arizona. And um, cause me and her love Arizona. She loves being out there in the warm weather, dry heat. Um, so I think it's a good spot for me. So that's what I'm going to be doing this off season too. Rock on man. Uh, so what, what was he uh, keeping her happy is obviously very, <laughs> very high on the, very the priority list of it. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm from Amarillo, Texas and it's dry over here. You, you play in, you played in uh, Amarillo a couple of times, didn't you? Oh, I loved playing in Amarillo. <laughs> oh, you love that ballpark. Love, don't you? <laughs> love hitters, hitters love that. <laughs> Zach Kent hates that ballpark, man. And ask him about that. I don't that. doubt it. I don't know. I was playing second base when he was having that game and it just yeah. seemed like, miss hit after miss hit and it just homer after homer um so for hitters we we love that part especially right handers man you just poke at it and it goes over left field absolutely i mean you just hit it in the air it's a homer anywhere so yeah 
that thin air we have here. Yeah, absolutely. I got a humidifier going next to me because I talk all day. I'm an insurance agent and now I'm talking now. So I got a humidifier to keep my, keep my throat going. But anyways, yeah. uh, what was the experience of, of winning it all last year with Frisco? Yeah, it was awesome. Obviously like it's a long season, like I said. So like when you, when you get down to it and you play in meaningful games, it's always, it's always good to finish it up, finish it like on top and, you know, winning the whole thing. And, um, you build relationships with those guys on that team. And I think everybody on that team is going to remember that. Um, you know, I think that'll be the highlight of a lot of people's lives until you get to the big leagues and hopefully win a world series. So, um, it was definitely special. Um, like I said, like it's a long season, so, um, it's, it's definitely good, a good feeling when you like go tell yourself like it was worth it, you know, like if we got a championship and got a ring off of it. So, um, it was definitely fun. We swept the whole playoffs. Um, you know, and I, I was on board for that. I don't want to play extra games at the end of the season. So I'm glad we got it done in four games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was amazing. I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed watching that run for you guys too. So, and you know, it was good because the year before you remember that you guys were in first place bell to bell, but didn't make the playoffs because of the way they'd set that system up, which was really disappointing. And you, you did, you ended up in Frisco that year, didn't you? You started at Hickory. Yeah. yeah, 21. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You ended up in Frisco in 21. Yeah. Cause I remember in Hickory, you and Blaine Krim were hitting like home runs like crazy for a little oh, while. The everybody, lineup y'all had with Josh everybody, yeah. Smith and Duran and yeah, dude, that <laughs> it was unfair. <laughs> yeah. We, we had some loaded lineups. I mean, we still do. We still have loaded lineups throughout the system, but um, yeah, we had a lot of guys in the big leagues on that team. Yeah. So uh, in 2022 last year, playing Frisco the whole season, what besides winning it all, what was another one of your favorite memories from that season? Playing in Amarillo, that was always a highlight. Uh, we always <laughs> look forward that. to that series. We always look forward to the good series in Amarillo. Um, honestly, like, I think just hanging off the field with some guys, like th- there was a pool like at our apartment complex in Frisco, and like just on our off day, just guys coming over, grilling out, and just hanging by the pool. Like, it's stuff like that, like that makes you just not think about baseball and kind of just – um, like hanging out with the guys, creating those relationships, um, it makes it all worth it. So I would say just little memories like that. So this past spring at at big league uh, camp, whose brain did you pick the most? (laughs) (laughs) Or, or, uh, all of the above maybe. (laughs) Honestly, man, I kind of just stayed in my lane. Like they didn't, they didn't really have us working with like the big dogs, like Simeon and Seager. They kind of separate us. Um, I think just trying to just get better every single day was my main focus in spring training and trying to, you know, it was obviously cool to meet, you know, Bruce Bochy and, um, and, and the new guys on the staff. So, um, I mean, just learning every single day from those guys. And if you get, if you get to talk with one of those guys every now and then that that's always a plus. So, um, like I said, just trying to stay in my lane, trying to learn everything I can about being up there and just taking it day by day. Sometimes just watching and, and watching and learning by example. Right? So yeah, absolutely. That's the best way to learn sometimes for some folks. Absolutely. I, I, I totally agree with you. It, it does kind of seem like Round Rock and the Rangers are mirroring each other this year. Both of you are off to pretty hot starts. You know, both of you, the Rangers and your club are off to pretty hot starts. And you've seen guys come up and down so far in, in your league. Taylor Hearn's down with you guys right now. And, uh, you know, Yerry Rodriguez is up. But it's been, it's been a, an interesting season so far for you guys because – you never seem out of a game. Do you kind of feel that way in games? No matter how far behind you guys are, you never seem like you're out of a game. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I was just telling somebody today, like we're, I think our record's like 20 and nine right now, but I was like, we got a pretty dang good team. Yeah. Like I've heard some other, I've heard some, some guys on different teams, hitters wise, that they're like, we don't want to face y'all's pitchers. <laughs> so our pitching staff is, you know, up there with the best and then our lineups loaded, like I said, one through nine. So, and that just, that, that's a testament to our, you know, like the staff with the Rangers, like creating a plan for all of us hitters that, um, you know, when a new guy, a new pitcher comes in, we got a good plan to, um, to beat them. So um, just tip, tip, tip our cap to them just to help us prepare for the game. Yeah, I see what you mean. And uh, I wanted to ask you one more thing before we're going to let you go here in a minute, but you've been, you've been behind Cody Bradford watching him pitch. What is so different about him and why is he, I know he had a bad outing his last one. I would, you say a bad outing. I wouldn't even say it was his bad, ERA, his bad, bad out. outing. Yeah, gave up, yeah. <laughs> bad outing for him. You know, he probably felt it like it was a terrible outing, but you know, his ERA finally peaked over one. So what has it been like watching him and what's he doing? That's just confusing the heck out of everybody he faces. Well, I think he mix, mixes his pitches pretty well, and he's got good stuff. He's got good life on the fastball. Um, but I think he just fills up the zone. He throws strikes. He has good command of all of, all of his pitches. And as a hitter, you know, if I'm in the box and the pitcher's mixing pitches, throwing strikes, that's that's tough. And um, when he's got a, he's got a plan um, on, on how to attack each hitter he faces. So, um, like, he knows what he's doing. And it's, and it's easy to play behind because, like I said, like, he works fast. He throws strikes. Um, that keeps all the defenders in the game. Um, so he's, he's very easy to play behind and, um, you know, I'm happy for him for, for having a good start to the season. Yeah. And you mentioned pitchers and, and Zach, we mentioned him, uh, you know, he's, he's on the IL right now. And so that's another one you can add to the list later on. That's, that's highly effective. Zach was our, was our, what did we call him last year, Ben? The, the Ranger report, uh, well, okay, he came on with us. of the year. Okay, yeah, he came on with us one time and on on game day, which we were shocked that he wanted to come on on game day, and he had a fantastic game. So he texted and said, "Can I come back on next week on my starting?" Yeah. Day? So he started. I think yeah. we had him on three or four times. It last was a year. month in a row. It was one month straight. And so <laughs> and yeah, he would. T- he kept texting, "Hey, can I come back on?" on, on my, on my- we were like, "Sure." And then he had that Amarillo game. Yeah. And I was supposed yeah. to go cover that one, and. Uh, got tied up. I cannot remember what was going on with me, but I got tied up and couldn't go. I was supposed to go meet him, meet up with him and, and maybe come by the hotel and, and say hi or something. But uh, yeah, well, he was, he was on with us quite a bit during that when he was rolling. But yeah, uh, Justin, if you hit five arm runs tomorrow, you're welcome back anytime. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, if, if I hit, if I hit a home run or two tomorrow, I might be calling y'all. All right. Hey, so we're, we're up for it, man. We're up. Uh, all right. Well now is, uh, now you're really on the hot seat. This is the final question, and it's always it's always the one I save for for uh, everybody. At least the first time they get on with us, and uh, I just got to ask: Are you ready? Am I ready for what? Are you ready for this this hot seat question? Hot date? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. All righty. Uh, what's your go to at Whataburger? <laughs> Whataburger. Out of all the places that you could pick for burger, <laughs> you pick Whataburger. Yeah. Remember, he's I'm not, not a, a big Whataburger guy. Uh, I'm not oh. a big Whataburger guy. Um, but I do remember going to Sugar, no, not Sugarland. Um, what's the double A affiliate for the Astros? Oh, the Hooks, Corpus Christi. Yeah, Corpus yeah, Christi. Yeah. When we played in Corpus Christi, there's Whataburgers that on, on every block. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we. I remember going there after the game and just getting a couple. Honey butter chicken biscuits. <laughs> That's their like go to. Yeah. And you know, I might mix in a milkshake here and there. Yeah. Um, 
But like, I like Five Guys. I like In and Out. Five Guys, like water- I love Five Guys too. Yeah. So you know, they say you're supposed to if you like Waterburger, you're supposed to hate fi- or uh, In and Out and the opposite. But they're both good burgers. Yeah. So I like them both. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like Whataburger better, but you know, In and Out's good. I, I, I would you fr- Yeah, you're from Texas, so that's yeah, why. That's exactly oh, right. If you were from See, Alabama, yeah. you'd that's, be like Five Guys. Yeah, that's that's in it. Everybody from the the West Coast is all about the the In and Out. So. Yeah, In and Out. Yep. It's just where you're from. I like them all, but you know, of course, I like Whataburger better. <laughs> that's right. Just yeah. a little bit. Just that's a just because we were born and raised here. So anyway, Justin Fuss, you thanks so much for your time tonight, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Get, get some rest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for real. I'm, I'm about to take a nap. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> All right, nap. once again, Justin Bosky, thank you, sir. Yep, thank you, guys. All right, thanks again to Justin Foscue, the Rangers' number six prospect, for joining us. I enjoyed the conversation with MCJ, and now let's get into a little minor league talk tonight. Let's uh, let's start where we just were with uh, Round Rock Express, who had, like he said, three games in the last twenty four hours. Uh, yeah. They are they are twenty and nine. They are looking pretty good so far this year. Not bad at all. I mean, and, and as you mentioned, up and up and down that lineup, it's just it's scary. And I like how he he tipped the cap. Literally, he said he, he tipped the cap to the pitching. Pitching's been much better. Yeah. Or it, it has been awesome. And then Cole Wynn seems to kind of be coming around a little bit. Uh, yeah, so uh, we mentioned about uh, Justin's slow start, uh, the over that he had for, I think it was the first two and a half games or something like that. Uh, but he's back up to hitting 289 now. So Justin Foskey's back up to doing Justin Foskey things. So not, yeah, not worried at all about him. His OPS is 905. Yeah, he's so, all right. There you, there you go. He's fine. He is yeah, just it reminds fine. me. I remember one time when David Murphy started with like an O for twenty seven in the majors. Oh, and everybody and, was and, saying, "God, he's yeah!" And he wound up he wound up hitting like two ninety seven that season. So, you know, uh, those kind of streaks happen. It just sort of stinks when they happen off the top of the season. Yeah, because it's. I mean, it's the first. It's recency bias. Yeah, because if you're batting two ninety, you know, in July, and you go for O for seventeen, it just drops you to like two sixty, you know. But yeah. if you haven't got a hit yet, and <laughs> you're still at zero. That looks bad. Yeah, and um, let's see, we're, we're going to talk about uh, some other folks, uh, such as Sam Huff. Yep, Sam Huff, Homer started, today. Yeah, he he's strugg- was struggling so bad at the beginning of the season, and Ben yep. and I actually were talking uh, off air that uh, we were kind of a little worried that, that maybe uh, his getting the demotion and not making the roster to start the season may have may have had something to do with, with how he was performing, you know. Yeah. Just, just I me. Mean, we were spitballing, and I mean, if it was, it, it lo- obviously looks like uh, looks like he's put it past him because he also homered two times in a game the other night. Yep. Um, and I'm trying to pull up his numbers right now because his batting average is back way up. He's back up to 277. He was yep. under 200 for the longest time. He was, and and he's now got five homers and 19 RBIs. His OPS is 812, uh, on base to 330. So it looks like Sam Huff is getting back. Yeah. I mean, and so you had Justin Foskey and Sam Huff starting off slow and they were still putting up runs and now, and they're still 20 and nine right now. They're 20 and nine. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, that tells you right there. Number one, the pitching has been good as well. Yep. And the hitting, whether it's, I mean, one through nine. Yeah. They're producing. It's, it's, it, they're a fun team to watch. And I uh, know we, we do tout Frisco a lot and deservedly so, but man, those guys that are in triple a. Those are the guys that, 
they're the next wave. I mean, yep. we're going to be seeing them pretty darn quick. Yeah, Foskey, if he keeps playing like he is, he's going to work his way into some sort of role or at least get a shot this year. I think I think he'll he's one you'll see in Arlington at some point this year. Yeah, it's and again, his is a, a huge log jam. That's obviously yep. why they're working him around everywhere. Yep. Uh like Josh Smith and Ezekiel Duran had to do, although although Zeke Duran is just Yeah, Smith really is Smith is kind of the odd man out right now because of how yes. Duran's playing. Yes. And I know we talked about, you know, Brad Miller possibly, you know, later on down the line, maybe not right now. He's he's yeah. a veteran that you can bring off the bench and you don't have to worry about, you know. Yep. It's not a it's not like it's a young guy. But uh this is a minor league podcast. So we're gonna stick to the minors. Correct. And who we yeah. had as a guest on last week, Cody Bradford. Oh, he had a terrible game last time he out. He gave up a whole two runs. Yeah, it's terrible, terrible. Ballooned. Yeah, ZR right? went all the way up to 1.07. 1.07. And yeah, he did take his first L yeah. of the season as the offense was actually off kilter in that one. They lost. Well, I, can't, uh, I can't remember the last time a, a Rangers pitcher, Major Door Miners, won their, all five of their first five starts. No, it's yeah. it's been forever. What he's yeah. done is is really eye popping. And yeah. uh, trivia question for you: Where is he ranked? Is is one of the Rangers' top pro, top prospects, or where was he ranked in MLB pipelines? Ooh, that's top a good question. Uh, I'm guessing he was in the teens somewhere. He wasn't. What was he in the 30s? He wasn't. He wasn't at all in it in the he top 50 at all. Wow. Yeah, he he wasn't at all. He's not on that list. What so well? I don't believe Cole Reggins was at the beginning of last year either. No, no, he was not either. And the year before that, he was pretty high, but then yeah, last year off, you know. And then we had also Zach Kent. Yep, uh, he was off of that for a couple of years. Correct. Yep, yes, it was me that was following him. That's right. uh, From uh, high A up, I was like, This is a guy, this is a dude. And yeah, you're the one that told me about him and had me start looking into him. Yeah, he's yeah. He's another one to, to look forward to. Just hope, uh, hope he's able to get healthy soon. Or you know, regardless of when Zach comes back, hopefully yeah. he's a hundred percent and ready to yeah. go and has a has a good has a good uh, remainder of the year. So how about right. them Frisco Rough Riders? Yeah, as I said, that's Round Rock. Let's hit Frisco, who are twelve and eleven at the moment. They're playing the Midland Rockhounds right now, so they've got some positives to talk about too. CJ. Oh, they got a they got a ton. Um, one of them's Luis on Helicunia, and so this this really surprised me and i don't know why but i didn't realize that he was as highly ranked is is he yeah. is uh he's third i believe yep in the rangers organization <clears throat> and you're seeing why right now as far as an infielder goes he's one of those game-changing type of guys i i the best way that i can explain this i think is he's like a laoti in the infield yeah. that i think now um, unlike Laoti, I have not unfortunately been able to make a game yet to Amarillo when Briscoe's been here. I certainly intend to next time. Uh, but I haven't seen Luis on hell in person. So, but yeah, he's sitting over 300. He's looking like a, he's looking like the guy that, uh, you know, I don't want to say like Ronald Acuna's little brother because he does, he does not want to be known as that. He wants to be known as Acanito. Is that, that's what he said, uh, yeah, Acunita. Yeah, Acunita. Acunita is when, yeah. when he came on the podcast when he was with uh, Down East. Well, you know, and Evan Evan Carter's doing great too, but uh, Luis Angel Acuna is batting better. I mean, 320 and 308. So, you yeah. know, I mean. And they're they're one, two in the lineup. <laughs> yeah, so. I'll tell you what, man. I would not want to face Frisco right now. No, no. And, and then you got Blaine Krim, who's 
who's doing his thing, or I'm sorry, not Blaine Cram. Uh, I'll get back to that one. Yeah, Luis Angel Acuna is ranked third uh, in uh, the organization, and uh, that's that as far as that goes. (laughs) But one guy I'm kind of worried about, and he's ranked number 11, and I I really spotlighted this one when I was going through things uh, today in the minors, is is TK Roby. Yeah, uh, ranked number eleven. He's had a he's had a pretty rough start, and um, kind of looking at his starts, he's got a very high batting average against. Yeah, and it's over three hundred. It's 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 it's. I don't, I don't know. You know, I'm not I'm not there to see them personally. Um, hopefully, I'll be watching them here pretty. Quick. Yeah, but when 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 you're one and two guys, you know, TK Roby and Jack Leiter. Uh, they they've combined to give up uh 33 runs so far yeah. on the season yeah, 18 and 15 respectively yeah tk the other night uh, was four and a third eight hits six runs uh only one strikeout he wasn't missing any bats yeah um and he was having trouble finding the strike zone he only threw 49 strikes and 84 pitches and where and where you've got ryan garcia and owen white have each only given up seven runs so far in the right. season right so it's just uh and, and their talent, well, you know, you'd expect that would turn around, especially for, for you know, a guy like Leiter. And, I mean, yeah. and TK, too. I mean, these guys are two talents, talented players, and hopefully they're able to get whatever it is that uh, it's bugging them on the mound uh, figured out. And yeah, Leiter's been hit by the home run bug. He's given yeah. up five already this season. Yeah, and, yeah, it just – keep the ball in the park. Yeah. And well, it's uh, walks before those home runs that are really killing him. Yep. Yep. He's, he's, he's putting guys on base, giving free passes, not even having them lift the bat. And, and yeah, then the, whenever the guys, whenever you're wild and whenever the opposing pitcher is wild and you're the batter and you can go up there and I say, Hey, I'm going to make him throw strikes. And when he throws a strike, I'm going to kill it. It makes it easier. It makes it, it easier to, to slug. So, Definitely does. Yeah. So, but again, I don't think you are either, but at this moment, I'm still not worried about Jack. I think he'll get it together, but, but it is a little concerning his second year in Frisco to see him struggling so much. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And you you hope that having that experience last year for the entire year in in double A would be uh, good to help him, you know, progress toward, uh, just progress. Yeah. Just, just progress period. And, Right now, it's it, it hasn't happened, but nope. we that's it's not to be expected to continue. No, nope. and same right. thing with TK. Yep. All right, let's move down to Hickory, who is also eleven and ten right now. They have a guy CJ that we've had on the show before, going for them on the hill tonight, and that's Mitch Bratt, who is zero and zero with a two twenty five ERA so far this season. That's one thing I wanted to talk about with with Hickory. Uh, it looks like really their their pitching has been very good. It's just been the hitting. Is yeah. is or no? I'm sorry. Um, they've never been able to match. You know, if they, if they pitch, if they pitch badly, they pitch really badly, and they yeah. don't hit. Now, if they hit terribly, then they don't. You know, it's 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 vice versa. They're never. They haven't had like a a real good complete game as far as hitting and pitching goes. Yeah. Um, so last night, the a guy that I that I've been watching and who I'm probably going to be watching. I'm, he's on Zach Kent watch. It's going to be Larson Kindreich. Yep. Uh, he, he uh, obviously still on a pitch count limit right now, but he went four innings the other night, uh, allowed just two hits, one walk, struck out six. And 
He only threw 58 pitches, 36 for strikes, and that got him through four innings. He's yeah. at a 257 ERA right now. That's pretty dad gum good. And hey, shortstop Max Acosta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's hitting 353 now, y'all, with a 421 OBP. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, if you talk about, you know, three for uh, four the other night, you yeah. know. But if you Go look ahead. at the pitching, you know, you got to remember you got Kumar Rocker, who leads the team with 29 strikeouts. And then Josh Stefan, who's someone that people have been talking about, has 26 strikeouts. That's who I was about to bring up. Yeah. Yep. Josh Gavin Stephan. Collier, Larson Kindrick, Mitch Bratt. They've got a really good rotation going right now. But yeah, yes. Josh, talk about Josh Stefan a little bit. Yeah. So this guy, I, I was researching him earlier and I didn't realize he wasn't drafted. Mm-mm. He's just a free agent signing. So yep. uh, big surprise there. And this year he kind of had a, as I mentioned, I think it was a couple podcasts ago. He was also having a Cody Bradford-like start to the season. He, I think his first two to three starts, uh, he did not give up anything. Uh, he had no, he had an area of zero. So uh, definitely a, a neat story. Um, so, you know, he, he's actually from the, the DFW area. He went to South Grand Prairie. So uh, he's a, he's a home, homegrown boy. And yeah, he's, he's three and one right now. ERA of 205 in four starts, and he's got a whip of 0.73. And he leads the team with 22 innings pitched. Yes, yes. And uh, in his career, this impressed me even more. 3.48 ERA, and wow. it's not like it's just a, a small sample size. He's thrown uh, 165 innings, and his whip is a 1.10. One, one, and 191 strikeouts in 165 innings. That's he's got stuff. So it's kind of, it's hard to see. And he's age 21. So he was eligible to be drafted yeah, multiple times. So I uh, just, it's, it's confusing, perplexing, but you know what? We'll take it. But uh, yeah, they, they definitely there in Hickory have an excellent, excellent staff. And Max Acosta, I guess you could call him kind of the veteran of the infield. I don't know. But yeah. uh, he's, he's definitely playing above the high a yeah he is and and and, you know it's always a while but you these guys will eventually get promotions when in the time comes around so it just depends on who frisco who goes up from frisco before they can move guys up but anyway be a lot of shifting we're gonna be all over we are let's move down east to the down east wood ducks (laughs) who are sitting at 12 and 11 at the moment yeah been in and one of the one of the guys that i was wanting to see uh, or one that I had kind of highlighted is is a low A prospect prospect to watch, and I wasn't the only one. I mean, I'm not gonna act like I'm a genius or nothing, <laughs> but uh, Jason Morabell, yeah, is uh, ranked number twelve in the Rangers organization uh, according to MLB Pipeline. Really, 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 really struggling to start the season. Um, he's hitting under two hundred, um, but but. Um, you know, he's projected and whenever he he's only 19 years old, yeah. you know, as we, we, we mentioned, they're a young team, super, super, super young, 19 year old outfielder could be could be a definite impact back like a 20 homer guy, just kind of a, a almost a, a maybe a Laoti. Yeah, um, I mean, that's and Laoti's now I'm going to brag. Uh, Laoti is doing what I've seen Laoti do yep. in person in Frisco. Now you're getting to see the Laoti that everybody has been talking about, which everybody was expecting to happen yeah. sooner rather than later. But it's better that it happened at all, you know, because yeah. it looked like there for a while 
man, we may have lost him, but he didn't have the jerks and profile effect, you know? No. So, uh, but Jason Morbell, yeah, just give him time. Uh, yep. Yeah, he's hitting, I think it's 176 right now. Yeah. But uh, he's highly touted, highly talented, and look yes, forward to, to seeing what he has, as well as pitchers, uh, Alberto yep. Mota. Yep. Uh, for one. And, and I was going to say, and remember the big guy name there is Brock Porter. Brock He's in Downey's, who has 19 strikeouts already this season. Yes, I was about to bring it up. Uh, he's kind of good. He's ranked number yeah. five in the organization. He's ranked above Kumar Rocker. Well, he has 19 strikeouts in 12 innings. Yes. That's so, good. At last I checked. Talent-wise, he's better than where he's pitching. Yeah. Uh, they, But they're, they're doing what I th- just thought they should have done with Jack Leiter. I'm still saying that. And what they're doing year. with Kumar this year. What they're doing with Kumar started him. Start them the year below where you want them to be. Yeah, you know, let them let them go out there and dominate. I mean, obviously, Kumar's better than High A. Jack Leiter was better than High A. Yeah, but you want to you want to start them out in their professional careers. I think the guys that are that talented at the High A level, let them get you know garner some success and then and then pull them up. And um, you know, you're going to get to see that with Brock Porter now and with Kumar now. So yeah, Brock should dominate. Single A hitters, yeah, ball, and I know ball, he's straight out of high school. Ball, That's ball, one of the reasons he's there. Yeah, he's he's straight out of high school, but that kid can hurl the ball. Six foot four, two hundred eight pounds at nineteen years old. Yeah, and like I said, I he's mean, got nineteen strikeouts in sixteen innings. So yeah, thank That's you pretty amazing. Everybody for passing on him because yes, of money. thank you yes. to Kumar Rocker for taking less. Yes, so that they could pull in Mister Brock Porter. And I did want to bring something else up. Uh. About our our buddy that we uh, spotlighted again about the same time about the same time I did uh, Zach Kent mm-hmm. that would be Mason Engler. Mm-hmm. Look what Mason's doing. Yeah, he's kicking butt Tigers. Yeah, now. yes, he's uh, he's pitched in. Uh, he's had one. He's had one bad outing, but yeah, nine games. He's not. He's not starting right now. He's coming out of the pen. But he's one and one in eighteen innings pitched, sixteen strikeouts and a WHIP of one oh four. So good for Mason. Yep. For number one, getting selected in the Rule 5 draft. Number two, making the 40-man, or not making the 40-man, making the 25-man for uh, Detroit. And congratulations on a, a good start. And Well, sadly, it means we're not getting them back. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, still still can, but yeah. that, that would mean we'd be doing bad. But I want him, so I want him to continue to we succeed. We want him to yeah. kick tail. And I texted him earlier and said, hey, we haven't forgotten you. Past you, you we... Uh, you still have support here at the Ranger Report. And, yep, and or something like that. Yeah, he's he he is definitely fit in well in Detroit. Yep, he has, and we're not surprised. Not at all. Well, and there you go. All of the minor leagues, like we talked about, are all above 500 right now, which is really really good. Uh, all of them are good. All of them have really good, talented guys to watch. If you live in any of those areas, you should go check them out. So all those teams are fun, and we will keep bringing you everybody that we can on this minor league edition of our podcast. Thank everybody for listening. Uh, CJ, thanks for all your research today, so we could get well we could get this done. I just uh, sometimes I or sometimes I wish we didn't have any guests. So we'd have more time to talk about. It. I, know, I don't have this here. Dang, Justin Foskey and Cody Bradford. I was throwing wrenches in our stuff. No, we love the guests. We know you love the guests. Yeah, and. Uh, Hey, and once again, shoot us a, a tweet or a direct message or shoot us an email, barrymancj at therangerreport.com, ben at therangerreport.com, and tell us who you want us to get, and we'll, we'll try to get whoever you guys want us to interview in the minor leagues. So- Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. 
Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.